So I get back from Japan, for which I was over there for work, and I had this really nice plan of doing, you know, next weekly work, and we had some sad, uh, a sad uh, day in the family, uh, Tuesday when we actually had to put our, we had to put our old dog down, and that was that was a sad moment. She was thirteen, nearly thirteen. She had a great run, but that sort of put an end to Weekly Word for last week. And I thought, I'll just talk about the same thing this week, a little bit of the Japan trip specifically. And then Hamas go and invade Egypt, uh, go and invade Israel rather. And I just went, okay. <clears throat> So it seems to me I'll be appearing to be jumping on a lot of the social media bandwagons and somehow incorporating the current circumstance in Israel into what I'm talking about this week. But anyway, there you go. <coughs> Excuse me. Welcome to Weekly Word. Not sure what number we're up to. This is Christianity Out Loud. My name is Steve. One of the great parts about this Japan trip is that we visited Hiroshima. This is my second time over to Hiroshima. And specifically, we go to the Peace Museum. And if you don't know what the Peace Museum is, that is the, I'll say, memorial, for want of a better word, um, that, that uh, commemorates the um, dropping of the atomic bomb on... August something or other. I can't remember the exact date. But that's what has been set up, the, uh, gar the Garden of Remembrance or whatever it's called there. Beautiful green grass, really well maintained. You have the Atomic Dome, which is uh, the only structure still standing from that blast. And then the museum's a little bit further over. But it's really tastefully done. And yes... You may be thinking, but didn't the Japanese do some terrible things in World War II? And I would agree. I can't disagree with that at all. In fact, that's a historic fact. Okay. Yep. Living in Australia, uh, we read about and, and are taught about the bombing of Darwin, okay, which occurred. We're taught about the miniature submarines, which made their way all the way down to Sydney Harbour and were caught in Sydney Harbour. Um, and, you know, Pearl Harbour is one of those events that's sort of fixed in every uh, student of modern history's mind. So also is the dropping of the atomic bomb. That's also something that is taught. The interesting uh, part about the, the Peace Museum itself is that it does not blame anyone. There is no blame directed towards any government or people regarding that particular incident. It's almost like there's a, what would you say, a pragmatic view or an objective view of it looking back through history where the Japanese people can go, yep, we get it. And what the Peace Museum does so well and so tastefully 
is actually commemorate the true victims of war. And that sort of led me, you know, particularly given Israel at the moment, led me back to when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and all of these Ukraine flags appeared in social media bios. I've been waiting for the Israel flags to appear in social media bios, but um, that one's yet to happen. So all you Ukraine flag flyers, where's your, where's your Israel flag? Just saying. <clears throat> and let me, you know, then to think about foreign policies in general. And, you know, even as an Australian, just to throw a little bit of a political uh, slant on this, so look at the four years of the Donald Trump presidency. I don't know, you know, people's minds are made up about him. Uh, based on the media reports, and even here in Australia, our media reports on him so dreadfully and ridiculously and dishonestly, it's almost funny. But if we look in those four years, from a foreign policy perspective, what happened? Well, in no particular order, the plan the withdrawal from Afghanistan was set. We had the Abraham Accords and peace in the Middle East. China was behaving itself as sanctions and all sorts of things and manufacturing had been brought back to, to the US. Russia dared not touch Ukraine back to China. China was not interested in Taiwan. And Donald Trump himself crossed the demilitarized zone from the Korean, or between North and South Korea, crossed over into North Korea with no protection. No secret service, no bodyguards, no protection to communicate as a show of good faith with Kim Jong-un about peace in that area. That's all in the four years of, of the Trump presidency and his foreign policy. Um, not yet three years of Biden and his foreign policy and he absolutely botched the withdrawal from Afghanistan, leaving countless billions of dollars of weapons over, over over there for the Taliban simply to take and incidentally never told anybody who was leaving that it's upped, upped in the night and left. Not leaving American civilians and contractors over there, so that's good. Uh, China has become much more uh, belligerent, as has North Korea, because North Korea are back to firing rockets. Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and... Hamas upped and invaded Israel. Well, not yet three years into a Joe Biden presidency and looking at his foreign policy. So, leaving that on the table, under which US leader was the world in an objectively better state? But Peace Museum, what it does, back to Hiroshima for a moment, 
is commemorate the civilian victims. You know, the, the women, the children, the people who were not involved in the conflict, were not involved or unwillingly involved in World War II simply by being Japanese. And it's quite moving to see those pictures and those images, particularly how that's set up now. But it certainly doesn't lay blame in anybody, which is also interesting. But it does make it abundantly clear that wars are fought between governments, between nations, between principalities, if you like. And the people that suffer are civilians, innocent people, women, children. Okay, And that's why uh, whenever Russia invaded Ukraine, I really resisted the urge to put a Ukraine flag in my social media bio. A, I just think that sort of stuff is tokenistic at its absolute best, and I'm not interested in providing any sort of token solution or token views and you know, why should anybody care what I think? That's a valid point as well. But in doing that, what I'm actually doing is also advocating for the deaths of Russian civilians. I don't advocate for that. Okay? You know, if there's a disagreement between two countries, well, let's examine why there's a disagreement there. And anyone who thinks Russia is a completely guilty party in Ukraine is... Ukraine and the West, incidentally, are completely innocent in that. Maybe go read your history books because we, we being the West, are certainly not innocent in that at all. We need to have a good hard look at ourselves in the mirror and how we conduct our foreign policy rather than letting two countries deal with a border dispute. Now, if we go to Israel at the moment, you know... There's going to be people, and there were people here in Australia, there are protests in Sydney in, in celebration and support of Palestine and Hamas, and yeah, yay, they've done really good things by going and um, killing all sorts of innocent women and children and, incidentally, uh, foreign citizens. I mean, yay for that, says these people in support of Palestine and Hamas. And I just go, you, you advocate for the deaths of... Innocent civilians, that's what you do. You, you you think the slaughter of women and children is a good thing? I mean, I'd love to hear the logical viewpoint as to why the slaughter of women, women and children is a good thing. I personally think that's a bad thing. But hey, present your argument. If you want to talk about the creation of Israel and go back, 75 years okay there may be a conversation to be had there i think you've got to go back more than 75 years i think you have to go back five six seven ten thousand years to talk about uh historic claims over land but what hamas did was march in and just kill innocent people including a whole lot of people who aren't Israeli. Now, why did they deserve to die? To all of you, all of you, Palestine flag flying, 
social media keyboard warriors. Why did those women and children deserve to die? Just because they're Israeli? And that's hardly worthy. And to all these people who, yeah, athletes, sometimes I admire them, sometimes they frustrate me. And we had two very prominent athletes here this week support regarding Palestine and their actions. And they equated it to Sonny Bill Williams, I'll name him, freak of an athlete, Muppet of a human, equated the uh, equated what Hamas did to what Ukraine did. And I go, that's so far backwards, that's not even funny. Ukraine were actually invaded. Hamas are the ones that were doing the aggressing in this instance. You can't equate those two. The people defending a Ukrainian border are not the same as Hamas terrorists seeking the destruction of all Jewish people in Israel as a nation. Those two things are not the same. And, <clears throat> again, Josh Adokar, freak of a footballer, rapidly beginning to think he's a muppet of a person as well, just equates the state of the Palestinians and Israel occupancy to the voice vote here in Australia and uh, what would you say, Western colonisation of Australia. And again, I go, okay, that's a very one-dimensional view of that because you're not going all the way back through the historic ancestral claims to that piece of Middle Eastern land. So no, they are not the same thing. So all I'm left with <clears throat> with all of that is that I'm not about to put an Israeli flag up in my bio. Yep. Every country has the right to defend themselves. I don't really like the rhetoric that's coming out of the Israeli government at the, at the moment. Gaza will be eliminated or flattened or completely destroyed. That scares me because there's a lot of... Uh, Innocent women and children living in Gaza or Palestine, whatever name you want to give that country, who don't deserve to be blown up. Okay. So maybe Hamas needs to not go and just slaughter innocent women and children. I mean, regardless of your beef, regardless of the conflict between governments, it is always the people who suffer. Look at who suffered when the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah, ultimately it was the Japanese government that suffered, but who felt the long-lasting effects of that was the citizens of Hiroshima, was their children, was their grandchildren. They're the ones that lost mothers Fathers, husbands, wives, sons, daughters. They developed incurable cancers, suffered unspeakable pain and suffering on their bodies. Did the government deserve it? 
there's an argument to be made. Did the people deserve it? I'd like to hear that case logically made. So what do we do? Well, all you Ukraine flag-flying social media wizards, I'd suggest you put your money where your mouth is and put your Israeli flags up. Otherwise, what are you other than a hypocrite? Me? I'll just sit here praying that women and children don't die and that civilians don't suffer unnecessarily, which they will. But I'll still pray it regardless. You say, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. So until next video, hopefully the world will be in a better circumstance than it is today. God bless.